Hi everyone, Lauren Hubele here, and this is Restoring Immunity, Explorations of Polyvagal Theory. In explaining the states of the autonomic nervous system, clinician and author Deb Dana states that the dorsal vagal pathway responds to cues of a life threat, causing us to shut down, become none, and disconnect from others. What I've learned in these months of exploring polyvagal theory with my recording buddies, Megan and Cameron, is that movement between autonomic states is biologically determined. I've found this fact both freeing as, I'm off the hook here, and equally mysterious. I continue to be awestruck by the power of the autonomic nervous system on my body and my reactions. In today's show, Cameron and I are on our own, shining a light into the mystery of that dark, yet critical for our survival, dorsal vagal state. Listen in to our kitchen table talk as we play with the idea of variants of the dorsal vagal state and what the dorsal vagal state might be asking from us. So Cameron, playing on this theme that we had started last week in the podcast with Megan, I I want to continue exploring this idea of dorsal vagal state and in a way that will help our listeners understand the variations to dorsal vagal and also to help practitioners to help recognize it in their clients. Do you believe there are variations to dorsal? I think it's a wonderful question and and the simple answer is absolutely, yes. Okay, okay. So. I want to make sure I'm on the right track before I go too far here, Cameron. So Cameron, what, um, like when I think of sympathetic and maybe I'm going to create a a parallel that is a really parallel, so I don't know what it would be, but when I think of sympathetic and I think we can go into fight, flight, freeze, and, and even within that, uh, there's, I'm sure, different subtleties, but we can have these different responses. Do we have something like that in dorsal? I think we do. And um, there is still one of the questions I get asked more often than probably any other one is, you know, about that clean cut as dorsal vagal, just that rest, recharge, detach, low energy, and is the sympathetic mobilized all about the high energy fight or flight? Because a lot of people question about that freeze state and whether that is rightfully belongs in dorsal, does it rightfully belong in sympathetic? Is it a combination or is it pendulating between the, the two of them when there's challenges movement on the ladder. So that, that adds a, almost more questions. To, <laughs> sure, to, sure, sure. How do you see that? And that I invites the curiosity to every moment in time I'm working with someone yeah. because 
these states have been blocked out to understand the hierarchy, to really start to, you know, befriend. And then that energy of being curious with another autonomic nervous system is where we been, begin to get a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I'm really fortunate to have a couple of groups that I work with on a regular basis. And one is my pioneer group, which are um, well mature practitioners who've been working with gymotherapy for years and years with me. And um, we met and kind of talked about this theme and I wanted to get their feelings. But then I, uh, yesterday I had a really interesting conversation with my intern group. And um, sometimes a beginner's mind, so to speak, um, is a beautiful thing. And um, they were talking about like the different themes of dorsal or, or um, and one, someone mentioned this, that some dorsal could feel like you feel like you're in pieces, like you're really like broken up into pieces, or you might feel like you're dropping in a hole mm -hmm. um, or that you're floating. So it could be those different um, thoughts. And then someone else played off that idea and said, well, I actually see it as in um, the elements. So, and I don't know if you've heard that, and I'm sorry, Megan's not here to play I, with us, yeah. but like, and she said, I hear people say in dorsal things like this, I'm falling through the earth. And, and that would be mine. I mean, I know that feeling like the earth is going to open up and I'm going to fall through it mm -hmm. or I'm drowning. So that would be the water element or I'm floating like the air element and then I'm burning up or I feel scorched mm -hmm. the fire. Have you ever heard it related that way? What I love about it and in different ways, yes. Um, is if you're imagining Deb's hierarchy of the three states, and we have dorsal vagal at the bottom, and then uh, next up from that is the sympathetic, and, and, and on top of it is that wonderful organization with enough ventral vagal energy. If you're imagining as Deb has done it, putting on the ladder, each state will have some degree of intensity and movement within it. I know. Some people like the word, I'm still trying to understand it, high tone or low tone. Right. And going through each of your um, three examples plus you know, the elements, thinking, thinking about implied movement in there, mm -hmm. breaking up. So there's applied up. And to me, that would put it more at the higher end of dorsal vagal when a system is bumping up against the movement into sympathetic. Oh, oh, I know this is this is a, a, a theory. I love this. So breaking up maybe higher up. Okay, I'm with you. Maybe some of that energy of urgency beginning to affect an autonomic nervous system. Urgency without enough organization. So breaking up. Right. And, and I would be sensing into the intensity of the energy when someone's describing you know, what it feels like specifically in that dorsal state. 
Drown. Are you going to play with the other ones too? So we can. Yeah. Well, about drowning. And I may, you're going to have to remind me in order because that's not one of my specialties. <laughs> drowning <laughs> definitely feels like there's that downward Thinking. movement. Yeah. yeah. Floating seems midway, perhaps floating up. I don't know. And, and this is where we would get curious and, yeah. and have to ask because the only autonomic nervous system that's going to really help us, you know, into those nuances is the one that can, you know, begin to feel that enough and get curious with us. Yeah, I All think through, um, you know, then that sense of, uh, of your dorsal vagal, that really feels like without any platform. So that to me is really down and yeah. away that, that distance. Yeah. So Hmm. And then I wonder about the burning up. Hmm. I, would, I would tell, oh. I would, oh. yeah, I, that's where I would get curious, not where I have an answer. <laughs> well, you know, I, I mean, do we have answers? What we're doing is exploring, right? And I yeah. love that you're saying that, just getting curious. And, and that's what I want to invite our listeners to do too, right? Think about this. Where does this fall for you? Everyone out there listening has been in dorsal at least once in their life, if not five times today, right? Yes. And, and so what was your experience and do any of these things resonate? And, and if you think, like when I think of, of um, going into dorsal, that, um, that breaking up, you're right, that does feel like it's very high and and um, with a little bit of sympathetic in there. Um, I, I know I, that was, uh, I think I may have joked on here before that I used to have this um, fear of self-combusting. And I think that fell in there. I was a small child. I, this wasn't last week. <laughs> and, and this, I think that that's part of that dorsal state though like I'm going to just break into pieces yeah and one of the things that I appreciate and it's so wonderful when you're working potentially with a group of people is to be reminded that how our autonomic nervous systems have been toned and particularly toned in those survival places are, as Deb speaks of it is where is our home away from home mm -hmm. so many people for whom dorsal vagal is their home away from home are gonna, you know, it's somewhat familiar, albeit disconcerting. And for people for whom sympathetic is their home away from you, often dorsal vagal we experience differently as they descend because they have systems that are toned, trying to stay out of dorsal vagal right. with lots, lots of energy. So depending on our, our history of how we have come to be toned the way we are and that home away from home, what is familiar, what is, you know, much more, uncomfortable to our particular systems will, will sort of influence the, the style in which somebody will be in dorsal vagal or sympathetic. Hmm. Well, let, let me loop back to a little bit of the theme from last week and, and where I introduced this idea of, um, um, what did I introduce Cameron with the, the complex trauma? And when, when we're dealing with a client or ourselves with complex trauma, 
Does that mean you fall deeper into the dorsal state than someone that doesn't have complex trauma? That's probably a good question for more the um, home away from home. Mm -hmm. But I will add complex trauma more often than not is that sensitivity of a quick quickly shifting system. Uh, I, the sensitive, you know, reactive as we, we look at it differently. Right, so we've talked about this often. So um, the complex trauma would look like reactivity between states, like um, yes. an instability. Yeah, and I would put, yes, and states that shift quickly and, and sometimes it's in the pattern that they're familiar to, but um, it, example of, so we, the question of home away from home, our survival was better served by a mobilized state, fighting, fleeing, doing something, right? as opposed to an immobilized state. It's like, I can't, there's nothing I can do. So I better, you know, my system is gonna choose that dorsal vagal as better adapted for my survival. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So if I would summarize what we've just explored that, um, yes, there are different flavors um, to dorsal, just like there is for sympathetic. And, and it could be an idea we're laying out there is, is it might be how far into dorsal one might be on the ladder, on the autonomic ladder that might um, align with um, a particular sensation. So this, you know, um, um, falling through the earth might be the bottom rung, right? And mm -hmm. and and then moving up, we might we might have drowning and then floating away or burning up something more on this upper level. I'd love to hear if there are listeners out there that have some feedback on their own experience because I think that that'll help us fill this picture up. Um, so then I come back with a question because, and I think it's a question that we're, we're all still looking at as we match GMOs to these states. We have a very good sense what GMOs help organize someone when they're in sympathetic. And, and, it, and it's like this, if sympathetic craves organization to feel safe. The question then I would pose is what does dorsal crave? Is there something that just comes to you right away, Cameron, that you think of? I, I can totally hear Megan's, the way she says it so beautifully, that being with energy. And so often when a system has gone to dorsal vagal, that's when everything in anything feels far away, hopeless, helpless, some variation on, you know, distance uh, uh, from resources, any resources. And that I come back to that wonderful image of, of our tortoise. It's in its shell. Often language doesn't seem to work, you know, any, you know, active encouragement doesn't seem to work. Intensity of energy is often too much, but it, it's those abundant cues for safety. 
So, and I want to question this being with energy, and and I I think this is what biologically, right? We crave connection, but I know Cameron myself. When I'm deep in dorsal, I don't want to step out of my house. I don't want to come in contact with anyone. And that's where we really look at what is the right amount. Uh, and what, what, and it often the best discussion not to have in dorsal because we really biologically can't. Sure, sure. But when we're, we're a little more eventually vagal oriented, you know, that's a wonderful conversation to have with another person's system. You know, when you are in that place, what does that being with energy feel like? Sometimes for me, in a real dorsal vagal state, I need sensation, whether it's patting a, a familiar pet or the warmth of the sunshine through the window or, you know, just listening into the elements. Can I hear birds? Can I, you know, sense wind? Just anything that, that allows me to just move into a sense of safe connecting. Let's play with this for a minute because I think this is where I was starting to go. So, so what is that? You are connecting with your senses and to connect with your senses, you have to be in the present moment. So what all those things are doing is bringing you into the present moment, right? Yes. And it's, it's the simplest and gentlest invitation to move out of um, a, an adaptive survival response and, and into a way of connecting in the present. And when we connect in the present, this is um, um, in this where we can do this in this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are, are these things No. Music, it could be sensation, it, it could be, you know, anything that allows any of our senses to begin, as you say, to be invited into the moment. So, so let's keep going with this, because this feels really rich to me. I, I propose that there's a third energy, and we have this be with energy, and we have a, you know, lead out energy, or you know, that we're calling, uh, that's also a tonic energy. But what we're seeing here feels like a third energy to me. Mm-hmm. Say more, because I think that that's, you know, we're, we're yeah. forging a new path. So I played with the words the other day that this might be an I am energy, but I almost think that's, that's really the goal you know, embodying, fully embodying ourselves is what we experience when um, we're resilient and can move up and down the ladder with ease. So I think that's like too big of a leap, but it's a, I'm here energy or, or the now energy. Is any of this resonating with you? Yeah, and I'm thinking because one of Deb's favorite questions in in making a personal profile basic ladder is filling in the the blanks on two questions. Each state as a particular autonomic nervous system would recognize the world is Mm -hmm. and I am. 
And the I am, I think that you're speaking of that is the goal is really that well-regulated, able to say in a yeah. resourced kind of way, I am. And it's yeah. an empowered place as opposed to the, um, the mobilized I am might be in the world as the world is chaotic and, and I am overwhelmed. Right. Or in the dorsal state, you know, life, I, I, the world is hopeless and, and I am helpless. They're very different I am mm -hmm. experiences. But when it comes to meeting a system that's in dorsal, it, it's about somehow suggesting, offering that safe connection, connection to the present, connection to another. So the connection to the present, the connect, it, I mean, for lack of better words at the moment, it's like, I'm here, I'm here. Yeah. I'm not off there in that scary place. Yeah. I'm not, I'm here. Yeah. Because one of the challenges in working with a client um, to invite in ventral vagal and help support that safe move up on the ladder is if they're, they're never here, Mm -hmm. the next step can't come. You're right. Yeah. I, one of the teaching slides that I remember most vividly that Deb used early in my training was that sometimes when meeting a dorsal vagal state, it, it, there are no words, there are no necessary actions, but there's an energy of beaming benevolence. And, you know, the slide is, you know, love as speaking to that other system, love me a little louder in this moment. That's beautiful. And it is, it's it really, and dead practices, which is really an amazing way of focusing when we're offering our ventral vagal to another state that is really in a dorsal vagal state. It is often because of neuroception, it is a very subtle, but it's a very powerful ability to offer that safety and that ventral vagal energy. And I imagine there is a correlation through gemmals for that. Yes, yes. So when we think about gemmals, an, another thought comes up um, because when we're exploring, I think it's fair to throw out lots of options. We're not trying to pin anything down right now, but when we go back to this question, if sympathetic craves organization, what does dorsal crave? And one of the things when we're talking about all these things, falling, drowning, floating, all of them have a theme and it's a lack of tethering. Yes, yes. So like something to hold on to, right? And but so- Uniqueness of different systems in that lack of tethered moment, one system might want a, a, a big loved one's firm hug, and another system might want mm. just sunshine and, and and some warmth. And maybe, and, and I remember just using my system. You know, my dysregulation down into dorsal was forever challenging to you know partner in partnership and. and 
a lot of people, dorsal vagal, home away from home will, will stimulate a, a corresponding sympathetic. So what can I do? How can I help? And, and the more sympathetic energy I got, <laughs> the more dorsal vagal I became. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm backing up, yeah. they're moving forward and this is not going well. Yeah. But I could, you know, from a more regulated place invite what my system needed. I needed someone maybe even just to be in the other room creating a cup of tea or someone who would sit with me in, in silence or someone yeah. who might just you know be squarely present but in a very very gentle way yeah oh i so identified that with cameron cameron because i can't tell you how how early in our relationship i realized that that was a big need of mine with Joachim that I would say, just be in the room. Can you yeah. just sit on that chair, read, play your guitar, whatever you want to do. You don't have to talk to me. In yeah. fact, I'd rather you wouldn't, but yeah. I just need you to be there. And that to me, that's tethering. I really get that. Yeah. When your system knew that, and, and that's where I, I you know, because my experiment in discussion personally with you around gemos is, you know, I tried the go-to Hawthorne and, and, and my system went screaming from the room. <laughs> right. So that's some really right. useful information as to my system, not unlike yours, we needed a lot more gentle, you know, well, well, Cameron, maybe it was like this, you know how you said, maybe Hawthorne was like the big juicy hug instead <laughs> of the, the warmth on your skin. I mean, maybe, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, and, and it would make perfect sense. Well, well, I want to just stretch this just a little bit further because I can't help but bring plants in. When I think of tethering, I think of roots. And when I think of gemos and roots, I realized there are many different root systems. And I have um, for some time now tried to use the lens of um, how these plants grow and the type of soil and, and to the type of body they might respond well to. And, and I'm, I can't help but think that this might be another lead in to choosing a, a good extract. I love that because I go right to the structure of a plant. We've got your roots, you've got your trunk, however it is, and you've got your uppermost branches. And you think of the, the biology of a plant, but if you just put a, a, a plant, a tree is in its simplest up against Deb Dana's hierarchy, there are all those roots that are the, so important to good regulation uh, of a sturdy plant. And that would be in dorsal vagal. Yeah. So an unsturdy plant is probably needing some version, depending on their environment, of supporting that root system. Seems yeah. perfect to me. Yeah. Well, thanks for that visual because I can see that, like looking at these different flavors of dorsal that we've played around mm -hmm. with, what type of root system would each of those benefit from? Would be something I might spend some time with. Yeah. And again, you're so wise in remarking different plants, different environments, different, you know, a, a, a particular plant might have lots of soil, but not have the right nutrients versus a, a 
plant trying to grow roots in a, in a much drier, you know, rockier environment, how do we help improve the environment within a system to allow the roots to exactly? Really I, and and but even more importantly, how do we match the terrain? So here's the mm -hmm. terrain of our our client's nervous system. How do we match that? And you know, I'll give you a great visual because I, it, I have lovely visuals. I was in um, walking along this beautiful trail today. And did I happen to say I was in France today? <laughs> and it was this um, tree-lined alley, right? And um, in this small village. And on either side of the trail um, were two different creeks. But along the creek line it are, are um, trees with their feet very deep into the creek. And what and of course the trees here were common alder. Well, common alder is known for its ability to regulate fluid levels in the body. So we have the, the plants always tell us what they're able to do. They always give us cues. Um, we just haven't thought of it in that same way when we're applying it to the autonomic nervous system and the latter. And I think this is certainly something I will spend some time exploring. I think it's wonderful. I'm having a, a, a little whimsical moment of missing Megan because I think she will take the exact same theme that we've been playing with in the Asian medicine lens and also yeah. Yes. Well, you know what we're going to do, Cameron? We're going to invite her back in next week and we're going to let her get started and re uh, review everything we talked about today with, through the Megan lens. How about we do that? Sounds perfect. Yeah, great. Well, Cameron, I think we've, we've uh, done quite some work on this um, theme of dorsal vagal. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we wrap up today? For me, it's just how much I really feel delighted to be in this process because you and I are doing the work that any two systems want for, for more information, what is needed. And we're not coming up with the recipe is deep, 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 deep. We're coming up with the formula for getting that information and, you know, being inquisitive, it being inviting, and then seeing what happens next, much like truly on anybody's autonomic nervous system. We all love the word, I'm stuck. Energy's moving all the time. So how can we help it move more efficiently with more ease? Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. I, I hope that all of our listeners are having some of those moments of feeling at the end of um, one of our podcasts with more questions and more curiosity rather than hardcore answers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and the thing is, um, I, I, I want to uh, reassure our listeners that it, we actually should be concerned when someone hands us a recipe that says this is how it should be, because um, there is not a ner two nervous systems out there alike, and um, we all have different variations, and the answers have to be um, um, customized. And, and so that's why this exploration is even more important and exciting because yes. we're, we're not looking for um, a set protocol. That's not, not the way we're going to go here. 
No, and I love it how, you know, we can be assured that sometimes life gets messy, but there aren't any wrong directions. They're just, is more information that we then can hold and, and work with. Exactly, exactly. Great, Cameron, so fun to be with you today. Thank you so much for joining me.